Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, we got a couple of updates for you. Good news, good news. The uh, anti-gun mall Santa that made the kid cry because he didn't want to give him a Nerf gun. He's out. He's out. He lost that that great gig he had. No more mall Santa for you. And the uh, crazy teacher in Oregon that attacked the uh, anti-lockdown protesters. She's on paid leave, but uh, hopefully she's out too. Um, more good news. Eric Swalwell has been caught. He was no big deal. Just sleeping with a Chinese spy. Uh, we'll give you the details on that wild story. Sorry, Jimmy Kimmel. I don't think things are going to be so boring uh, without Trump. You got lots of lots of craziness to to mock and ridicule. You know, if you have the guts. Um, a UNLV football player. The quarterback's in trouble because he uh, ate sushi off a naked woman's body. Uh, that's a thing, apparently. Apparently, Tom Shattuck says that is a thing these days, uh, naked sushi. But uh, he'll he'll explain it to you today. We got all that and more on the Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help lower your monthly payments, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and then loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Conan, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I I want to start off with some good news on a couple of fronts. Uh, We'll get this out of the way. We covered these stories yesterday and the day before. Good news is the a-hole mall Santa got fired. Um, and the crazy Oregon teacher got put on leave. I mean, that's the best you could hope for. I'm assuming she's in a teacher's union, but that incredible, that, that lunatic in the Subaru who was flipping out on the uh, lock, anti-lockdown protesters who just want to go to work, just want to open their businesses. She's an elementary school teacher, of course, and she uh, said, you know, F you, you're killing my, my you know, students' families and all that. That She's been put on leave. She'll Her job will be saved. She's a union member. But the Santa, the mall Santa, who said, no, no, no guns for you, kid. <laughs> that, that dink. Not only did they get rid of him, how how – how demeaning is that? How demoralizing is that? You're a mall Santa, a grown man, and you're trying to make a living, and you're a mall Santa, and you get fired. I mean, I mean, you, you've seen Billy Bob. No, Boy, you know what? He'll probably make more money outside of that. My my sister every year hires a Santa to come with to see the family. This guy will make more money no. doing it on the side. In he was not a great Santa. He didn't look no. the part. Obviously, didn't sound the part. Obviously, he's a Karen. He's a nosy. Uh, you know, liberal a-hole telling the poor kid, no guns for you. And it obviously, you knew right away, you knew right away that it have a happy ending. You knew, I mean, obviously the kid was in tears. He walked away. The mother was, she was polite, but she was, uh, you know, disgusted with this guy sticking his nose in their business. If a kid, if someone's going to say the kid can't have a Nerf gun, it should be mom or dad. And they obviously, they're normal people. We saw them on uh, on Fox and Friends this morning. They're normal people. They don't mind if their kid wants a Nerf gun. So the mall sent another Santa and a gun to the kid's house. And I'm not sure how they explained it to the kid. Hey, Santa's here, but it's not the same Santa. And, and guess what? He brought you what you wanted two weeks before Christmas. Uh, anyway, this, the video has gone viral. He kid opens the gift. He's very happy. I think it was Hasbro. Hasbro makes Nerf guns. Yep. Which is yep. amazing. Nerf guns have been around 
you know, since I was that kid's age and they're still going strong, they look a little cooler now. They look like, you know, machine guns. And, uh, but I every can't, kid I should can't have figure one. out how to use the damn things anymore. <laughs> pieces and it's crazy. Every kid should have a Nerf gun. It's part of growing up. And this kid is going to have about 50 of them. He's going to have more guns than Charlton Heston, Shattuck. Give him, a, give him time. Nerf guns are awesome now. They're awesome. I've got, we've got a bunch of them and they come with big clips and I've got a, I've got a little yard up here and the kids run around and I have the high ground and the Nerf gun. And it is, uh, it is a wonderful way for a parent to blow off steam. I highly recommend They've come a long way, Jerry, since we, I, well, I don't, I don't know how to break this to you, but that's how Adam Lanza got to start. Uh, Shattuck. I, I think you got to be careful. No guns, no guns. Oh, gateway, gateway gun. No, ga- it's right. a gateway gun. I, I mean, nobody can watch that Santa and think that's appropriate for him. Tell First of all, you don't have to do it. You don't have to get the kid the gun. Your job is just to pretend you're Santa and tell the kid he can have whatever he wants. Uh, it's up to the parents whether the kid gets the gun. And the, and, he, and the kid and the mother corrects the Santa and says, no, he's talking about a Nerf gun. He goes, no, no, no guns at all. No. no. I'm like, what? Right. Your job as that Santa is just process the kids. You got 500 of these kids to just go. Just process the kids. Don't have an odd set of, uh, you know, moral standards that you uh, decree from up there. You know, you're getting paid $11 an hour. Just process the kids. Tell them, yes, a renowned writer, Jerry, named Jeremy Gordon, who was part of the the Brooklyn uh, loft party set, said, tweeted, I know it's been this way for a while, but advances in Nerf technology are extremely unsettling. Over the weekend, I caught a commercial for what's just a color-swapped assault rifle. No. Yep. <laughs> well, that's why I, when you describe Nerf guns as awesome, I was thinking in my head, do you really mean more dangerous, actually? Is that, is that- not. The Nerf is still right. Nerf. It's not like they're real, but they do look very cool. And, uh, you know, maybe it is a gateway. Maybe a kid gets into guns and maybe joins the military, becomes a war hero. Maybe he's the next Chris Kyle. You know, there's good things that come of this. But he's going to have so many Nerf guns, he's not going to know what to do with them. I assume he's going to give them to all his neighbors and friends and cousins because uh, there's a whole bunch of right wingers. Dana L- Lash uh, sent him one. The uh, the mall sent him one. Hasbro is uh, chiming in, and they're probably going to give him their whole lineup. This kid is going to be armed to the teeth. Dana um, Lash, who got yelled at by Jake Tapper in Florida. Meanwhile, the sheriff who sat there, you know, you know, in in his car, essentially, it was he had praise heaped on him by Jake Tapper right. for they, being brave. For being brave, that sheriff, that coward uh, Israel, uh, who hid out, uh, and and while, uh, uh, what was how many how many third how many kids were were uh, murdered in Parkland? Um, Twenty something. I forgot. I forgot. And hid out. Damn, his video. The the uh, the the other officer hiding. The guy who's still like fighting for his pension. It's disgusting. And and Jake Tapper, a former anti-handgun activist. That was his job. His full-time job. He worked for an anti-handgun outfit. He's a real impartial journalist we'll get to we'll get to him and the rest of cnn here's when i see like the mall santa and the crazy teacher and now eric swalwell uh we'll we'll get to him too what a clown and what a story i think of that dink jimmy kimmel and jimmy fallon and steve colbert say oh this is going to be so boring we're not going to have anything to joke about uh let's be honest i mean Trump can be entertaining, but he's one man. It's not like the, the you know he's surrounded. Not like uh, you know his uh, 
whatever, Melania wasn't a lot of laughs or Mike Pence wasn't a lot of laughs. Maybe, uh, you know, these guys are such rump swabs that they don't want to make fun of Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden, like I say, makes up a new word every day. Yesterday, the new word he made up was the name of his, uh, his cabinet choice, this radical uh, nominee for HHS. Uh, he couldn't pronounce his name, so I'm not even going to try. But anyway, he stumbled. HHS and, and education, Jerry. He right. He didn't, know the name of, he didn't know the name of the cabinet post the, the jo- or the guy's name. But, you know, he's very much uh, supportive, loves the guy. But every day, can you imagine if you were an actual comedian? And I realized there's none of those left, that their job is, as someone said yesterday, it's an extension of the evening news, but not as funny. You know, when you watch Kimmel. Right. And Fallon and Colbert, it's like watching, you know, Lester Holt. It's just not as funny. They, they all they do is the news, and it's slanted and it's biased. But you have, uh, you know, just in this one day, you have a mall Santa, nosy Karen mall Santa, telling his kids, no, no Nerf guns, no Nerf guns for you. You have this crazy teacher with the double middle fingers screaming at protesters <laughs> who want to go to work, telling them, "F you, I'm an effing teacher," and 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 she's. She went went global. She and was then, in a rage, Jerry. It's like somebody gave uh, Jen Royal a bad restaurant review. <laughs> like, and it wasn't even, and they, they weren't even like confronting her. She was just driving by, and she flips out, holds both, and does it for the camera. You know, the camera's on her, and she's a teacher, which means you know she went to college. She's supposed to be reasonably smart. You would hope if you got kids in that school. She's so stupid. She thinks she can do that and somehow not, you know, get caught, not get outed. Well, she did. And even in crazy commie Oregon, they put her on leave because uh, that's that's not a good look. Not a good look. As I tweeted, there was somebody scheduled to have a parent-teacher conference last night with that nut. Imagine showing up to have a conference with your kid's teacher, and it's her. And you go, oh, you. <laughs> I was oddly attracted to her. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah, that, like- was, that was one of my first thoughts when watching like the mall Santa guys. He's projecting like his opinions, obviously trying to mold this young mm-hmm. kid. Are you telling me that psychopath in the Subaru isn't doing that to oh, kids God. all day? It must. Oh yeah. Be. And and I think one of the other you know uh, positive things to come out of this whole crazy pandemic is a lot of people are being exposed. Let's be honest. A lot of people are being outed. And the teachers, the teachers unions, especially, but a number of individual teachers are being outed. The ones who don't want to go to work, the ones who are oh lie and say, you know, you're going to kill me. Or, you know, the ones who showed up at the protest with the gravestones and said, you know, you're going to kill us all if you make us go to work. This was nine months, eight, nine months into the pandemic when the people at Walmart and uh, Whole Foods and Amazon and Target had all gone to work every day. That's when cops and and firemen and EMTs and nurses and doctors had all gone to work every day. Teachers said, if you make me go to work, I'm going to die. You you, you learned, you saw the true colors of a lot of people like, like that teacher, like that Santa. And you say, and, and you, you, and or I'll give you a better one. And I know it won't matter because Democrats don't care. They don't care that they're people, they're, 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 representatives are are liars and 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 are you know, complete cynic cynical you know uh, um schemers like nancy pelosi now we know nancy pelosi held up the stimulus aid for people we've seen 
all the people who are struggling. We played the restaurant owner from, from LA and we played, you know, I've talked to restaurant owners and gym owners who have been put out of business and the leading Democrat had the money almost three, tri- uh, how much was the last uh, stimulus? Three trillion uh, was the compromise. Three tri- was like 2.9 trillion. Right. And she held it up. She admitted she did it to stop Trump. So there are people literally, you know, in lines at food banks begging for help. We've seen or heard from a number of them. And she said, no, our goal is to hold up this money, not our money. It's your money. It's taxpayer. Hold up this money in hopes of defeating Trump. It worked. She defeated Trump. And now she's agreeing to a, a package that's, you know, like almost half of that one because, you know, right. who cares? We, we accomplished our goal. We stopped Trump. Meanwhile, you see restaurant owners, you see gym owners in tears, losing their homes, you know, losing, uh, getting kicked out of their, uh, the, you know, their, their restaurants, uh, closing shot, closing, losing their life savings. Because right, this Jerry. cynical witch, this cynical old witch, this evil woman from San Francisco said, nope, the goal is to get Joe Biden elected. The hell with you. Again, it won't matter. I mean, I heard, I think it was Dana Perino saying, oh, the voters will have their say on this. I'm thinking, are you kidding? The voters don't care. She's from San Francisco. She could, she could, you know, do, doesn't well, matter. Not her voters, but, but there's certainly purple seats could be flipped in two years. I think they will. Absolutely. People, I mean, the fallout from this is going to be felt. You're right. She has destroyed lives and businesses. We talk about 40% of Massachusetts businesses folding now. I mean, I think that's going to certainly tick up now and people just needed relief, just needed relief. And she could have done it the entire time. And she said, screw it. And now Jerry, talk about the, the party of, that's supposed to unite us. This is what they're on to now instead of bailing out those businesses. As you can see, these these folks have great futures, but they're burdened by debt. We want to remove it. <laughs> College debt, 50 grand. Their priorities uh, on day one are uh, making all, you know, DACA, DACA kids. The average DACA kid is like 30 years old. The DACA kids making them all legal, making it tougher. For Americans to get jobs, the unemployed Americans, uh, to um, the, their other goal is to make sure uh, biological boys who identify as girls get to play sports and kick the crap out of girls and uh, to forgive uh, all the uh, rich punks that went to Wesleyan and majored in uh, 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 lesbian dance theory, uh, you know, and took out 100000 in loans. Make sure that the guy, you know, picking up your trash today. Mm-hmm. As part of his paycheck, taken seized from him and given to the Wes- Wesley Wesleyan grad who can't afford the the stupid loans he took out. Right, Great. those are your priorities. But again, hey, Shattuck, at some point, you and I and every you know reasonable person has to throw up their arms and say, "That's what the country voted for." Now I, I realize it wasn't eighty million; they did their best to to cheat. But a lot of people voted for this, voted for this student debt forgiveness, voted for, you know, transgender rights, voted for uh, you know, the more illegal immigrants, voted to stop the wall, voted for extend the endless wars. They hated Trump so much. They really don't care that the, the damage it'll do to the country now that Trump's out and and Sleepy Joe is in. It's kind of discouraging. First of all, um, I think that they didn't vote for it. Obviously, in in offices in in legislatures across the country, the Republicans did well. Republicans gained seats in the House this time around. They voted against Trump because they thought he was a jerk, but they voted against crazy progressiveness, too. 
I mean, the problem is that these people hold a gun to your head in certain towns, and and so it's like this uh, this gerrymandering with a threat of violence against you if you if you dare stand up to them. But I think they did vote against it. This college debt relief that will be that's the that's the political civil war right there. You you cannot give the most privileged section of this country free money for the hell of it while those people who did the right things are just told to you know shut up and take it that's ri- absolutely ridiculous and these are kids who get driven to school in in uh, range rovers who are going to suddenly get 50 grand what are the colleges going to do once you start really giving 50 grand to everybody jerry jack up the prices one once again it is yeah, amazing right. there's no mention of the colleges contributing to this at all the colleges who have billions uh, if you spent any time on college campuses, you know, in the last couple of years, they're all expanding. They have so much money. They have, they have orchestrated one of the great schemes of all time. They have jacked up their prices, and and kids feel obligated to go to the schools because you know it costs seventy grand. It must be good. I'm going to go to BU, even though it's you know, it, it, even though the place educates right. you know more, graduates morons like AOC and and Alex Reamer. You know, <laughs> They, they, they're going to go there, pay 70 grand. You can't afford it, but hey, the government will give you a low interest loan. Take it out, and guess what? In the end, you don't have to pay it back. It's a great scheme. Oh, yeah. No one benefits more than the schools, the schools which have billions in the bank. As we pointed out many times, Harvard has $40 billion. And, and, and by the way, they're applying for PPE loans and, and getting them. <laughs> it's a great scam, and you never hear any of the politicians call them out because they're they benefit i mean god knows liz warren made half a million bucks to teach one court they 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 know who palms to grease to keep no absolutely gravy train running yes and part of this huge program that that schumer wants not only is going to give you 50 grand to forgive your some of your college debt but it's also going to encourage you to enroll in college so at the same time they're saying get on in there get on into the factory absolutely and the thing is, is that like Alex Reamer and AOC, when they went to BU, when they went and they saw the brochure and they saw, you know, what, what would happen if they graduated with a degree from that school, they thought they'd be making a lot of money and they were going to make a lot of money and look at me and you and say, F you, I'm here in the gravy train. I'm going to move to Wellesley, Massachusetts and have a great life. I never want to see Jerry or Tom again. Screw you guys. Screw people who work for a living. But they chose the wrong degree, and now they're coming to us and saying, no, it's on us now. The people who they were going to leave behind, you know, uh, but it's on us now to make sure that they, you know, enjoy the middle-class lifestyle that they thought they could enjoy without having to deal with us. I wonder, I mean, how many people now, students now, are contemplating whether to get a loan or not, and how many are contemplating whether to pay back? I mean, I assume most of them took it out and in uh, and, and good conscience said, I'll pay it back every month. They pay it back. Are they all stopping their payments right now? Cause I would, if you're uh, a recent college grad and you got to punt every month, you're paying whatever, a hundred bucks to pay off your loan. Are you just stopping? Well, there is some COVID relief for them anyway um, this year, obviously, just like there is some mortgage relief for everybody else, et cetera. But uh, certainly I would. I mean, we're we're not paying some bills right now. I have the fat guy sleep machine somewhere I owe a grand on that I haven't paid those guys <laughs> in a long time. Um, but you can't make it a permanent thing. You just you, it's it's just ridiculous. It's disgusting. And it's a big F you. And, but I thought that this was, you know, he's Joe from Scranton. He was one of us, you know, working type. I thought that this was something that he'd be against. Oddly enough, we're seeing that this is Joe from the land of credit cards. 
you know yeah, right he was a, a bought and paid for by the credit card companies in delaware but and, and the idea that he's a working class guy he's been in the senate since he was 29 he's 78 when was he a working class guy never Jerry, I mean, he he bought that 38 acre huge colossus mansion back in the 80s when it was a lot cheaper so right. you're not allowed to use that if we had a media they would look into it. he's got four homes they're all like worth millions uh his big house that he lives on big mansion is worth like three million bucks the guy has been working in government for 50 years and he lives like you know he's like like some you know movie producer or something he's just got untold millions uh role i mean let's face it you kick back 10 percent to the big guy it adds up after a while and <laughs> is it gonna add up now that he's uh got the big job are you um, suggesting there's a ch- tie between China influence and the United States government, Jerry? Because I, I, and and I'm I'm gonna get to that. You ever wonder what helps you perform at the highest level? Well, the idea of sustaining brilliant energy throughout the day, easily falling asleep and waking up completely refreshed, can seem out of reach sometimes. Why? Well, most people are dealing with lots of responsibilities. They struggle with anxiety. They experience mental and physical pain in their daily life. And the solution to better energy and well-being needs to come directly from nature. That's why WellCare Botanicals is empowering people everywhere to feel better the simple way with pure, organic, quality hemp products full of CBD from flower to bottle. Their team of medical professionals and chemists harvest hemp phytocannabinoids through a zero residual CO2 extraction process to produce the highest potency, giving you a completely organic way to nourish your energy and feel calm. WellCare Botanicals is the future of CBD, affordably accessible and better for you than ever. Well-being starts with WellCare. Order your WellCare Botanicals at wellcarebotanicals.com or call 888-211-2011 today. Use code Callahan for 20% off. Can you imagine, and I know we'll play this game every day, but you really have to because it's never been so glaring. Could you imagine if the big story broke that, I don't know, Don Trump Jr., Eric Trump, or even Matt Gates or or uh, Josh Hawley or Tom Cotton or, uh, or Jim Jordan were banging a Chinese spy, uh, and we're on the Intelligent Committee. Eric Swalwell is one of the most detestable members of Congress. Before we found out about this, if you've ever seen him on TV, he's famous for, a couple, for two things, for leading the, and lying in the big uh, Russian hoax. As he pointed out, he's on two of the committees that inves- investigated Russian collusion, which we now know was a hoax, was made up from the beginning by Hillary, and people, useful idiots like Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff carried the ball and 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 continued to, to spread the lie in hopes of damaging the president. They succeeded. It took three years. It took much of the attention away uh, you know, from, from the president. It tainted him. It really did. It tainted him in the midterm, oh, yeah. cost their Republican seats because – they were so adamant. He was uh, colluding with the Russians. He was a Putin puppet. And the, if you've seen any of the, the video, it's incredible. Swalwell flat out says, you know, he's, he's, he's compromised. He's doing Russia's bidding. He's a Putin puppet, all while sleeping with a Chinese spy. As we know, Russia's not the real threat. China is. Mm-hmm. As, uh, John Radcliffe pointed out, the head of DNI pointed out, um, uh, Chinese, China's the second biggest economy in the world. They, they have a, and it's growing. They're going to pass us. They're going to have a bigger military than us. 
Russia's got a Russia's DN, um, GNP is smaller than Brazil's, Italy's, and the state of Texas. Texas has a bigger GNP than Russia. They're not a threat. They don't have the ability uh, to, 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 to take us on uh, economically or militarily or any other way. It's made up. It's all made up. China, on the other hand, does. And they have a very uh, sophisticated you know, spy network. We know that. they got college professors planted all over the country, stealing intellectual property. And they have this woman, Feng Feng, Feng Feng is her name, who was sent here as a college student in her 30s. As, and it's like a movie. And this is, again, it's too bad we don't have a, a, a media in this country and we don't have like late night comedians because until now, Swalwell was known for being a Russian hoaxer and, and blasting one on, on live TV. I mean, he, he farted in a live uh, uh, interview and everyone heard it. And we had some, and I, I, you know, some of us had some laughs as his expense because right. he's such an a-hole. He's just so. You make a great point about that, Jerry, how that was never mentioned on late night. <laughs> Incredible. And, and, and now we know. So he's sleeping with Fong Fong. She's in his office. She's fundraising for him. He's on the intelligence committee. It's like that movie. I forget what it was with Kevin Costner was a spy. And he was in the Navy and it all comes together at the end. And yeah. you go, Holy crap. And there was an intern in his office that she put there. She planted somebody. So she, it's, I mean, they're doing what they set out to do. They're finding a young up and coming politician. They're helping him advance. I mean, he was like a city counselor when she met him. And he won. He, uh, he he won a seat in Congress in 2012. Won a seat on the Intelligence Committee, and she's sitting there, you know, laying in bed after, you know, when he's got a full head of steam going, full state of arousal. She, tell me what you did at work today, Eric, my love. And he's giving her, you know, state secrets. And now, obviously, the cover up begins. Everyone on CNN and MSNBC and all the newspapers will say, ah. Just a coincidence, you know. It's, yeah. it's his private life. It's his the private life. Is, the movie was No Way Out, just in case. But yeah, the, no the, the thing is, is that it was most of it was done overtly. I mean, it was no secret that she was sent over here from the Chinese government. She became the liaison to the Asian community. You know, she's in academia or, or you know, in college first, and then part of academia. This is happening all over the place. <clears throat> These are not really secrets. And it's so blatant. You heard that Tucker's been playing this guy in in, in China who was giving the, like this Chinese TED talk, essentially saying it's easy. We have people all over the American government. Then Trump came in and got no more influence, unfortunately. Now Biden's been elected and we're back in. They're celebrating. They're thrilled. And there's all this sound. There's all this audio of Swalwell uh, saying that China's no threat, China's not an enemy. I mean, he did her bidding. He did their bidding, exactly what they set out to do. If you see this, and again, you're not going to see it on CNN. They're part of the team. But if you see it, it is chilling. You're mm -hmm. saying, that guy's sleeping with a Chinese spy, and he is parroting Chinese you know, talking points, propaganda. And you're going, holy crap, it works. All they got to do is send over some hot, and she's reasonably hot when you agree she's oh, yeah, yeah. I, they have her they have her confirmed of sleeping with two mayors right isn't that yeah. the next yeah. well it's not saying whether or not he slept with her at all but they have her confirmed <laughs> he's wisely yeah. not saying we well. know. there's all yeah. kinds yeah. of pictures of him with her and yeah. and video and audio of him with her and 
when he talks, he does two things. He says, China, you know, Russia owns Trump. Uh, Russia's he's a Putin puppet. And China's not so bad. You know, they're not bad guys. No, as, as to quote Joe Biden, they're not bad folks, folks. I mean, mm-hmm. it's chilling how they've gotten to these people. And you're right. You heard that uh, Chinese professor on Tucker saying, we've, we got people in the elite, in the, in leadership in the United States. That's why what we're doing is working because we got, we got people bought and paid for in the U S government and all the people in the audience just kind of laugh and say, isn't that great? We And I mean, does anyone doubt that they have that Joe Biden is compromised? This guy talks about Hunter Biden and how they got to Hunter Biden. They paid him (laughs) off. They own him. Right. And then even back in the Obama administration, Joe Biden said he fully understands China's one child policy. Fully understands it. Oh, Jesus. Which means the, the policy, also known as the pol- uh, policy uh, of aborting all the girls. Right. We, uh, we have a policy in China where we abort all the girl, baby girls. Disposing of the girls one way or another. And Joe Biden, the devout Catholic, says, I understand. I support it. I support that policy. Abort all the girls. It's it's madness. And I just wish everybody had the, you know some level of concern. I'm just going to guess, you know, I haven't seen it. I would never see it, but I'm going to guess that Jimmy Kimmel still, you know, kind of boring. Can't find anything to joke about. You know, a, a prominent Democrat is banging a Chinese spy and, and a, and a Chinese professor saying, we got, we got Hunter Biden by the short hairs and we, we got connections at the very top of the U S government. Can't think of a thing to, joke about to poke fun at can you it's just too bad this yes no i do have colbert actually had a thoughtful uh analysis of this situation i just i just want to take a moment to to, to drink you in <laughs> that's colbert with obama saying i don't want to talk to you i just want to drink you in I, you know what he just wants i just want to slurp up every ounce of you you know i just i want to smear you all over me oh man that co- these people they're such creeps no, in, no. In fairness, this is like the one time where, like, the vaccine out right now, everything going on with COVID. It's like the one time you can kind of understand a lack of coverage because of all the shit going on in the world. Wouldn't you say? Maybe not CNN who does it twenty four seven, but like the nightly news is only going to be talking about a vaccine. You know what I mean? Like, there's well, they're going to be talking about a vaccine. Saying they're going to call it the Joe Biden vaccine. Oh, Joe Biden. You know, he he got us a vaccine. What a hero! Um, we, uh, everybody turned into Keith Olbermann three years ago, saying, "Good sir, you need to put." country your your uh, country over party for once this is a foreign power you know messing with our the very fabric of our democracy i got it all over social media everywhere it was this isn't even about politics this goes to something bigger remember they all carefully read the Mueller report about right. russian cooperation they went to bistros and took a picture of the Mueller report next to a glass of cabernet right. i'm just nonpartisan, non unbiasedly gonna read this thoughtfully because i'm a concerned american all that's gone. All we, spent, that- we spent thirty-five million on taxpayer money. It's you know seventeen lawyers on Mueller's team to investigate something that was made up out of thin air by Hillary Clinton and advanced by Obama and Biden to 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 damage the incoming administration. It worked again. It lasted three years, and it's just like oh well. Just drop it. We're moving on. You know, it, right. you know we're done. It worked. Trump's right. out. We're, we're moving on. You're going. Wait a second. That yes. was. Have you ever seen the compilation of Rachel Maddow talking about these Russian guys? She was the lead. She was worse than Alex Jones. Every she bought in completely on the conspiracy. 
she's like the leading intellectual on the left. I mean, they still, her ratings are good. People are watching her. She was duped. And I, I'm not sure she was, uh, you know, a witting partner in all this. She just fell for it all. She just fell for it all. Yeah, Russian. Too good to be true because right. you had the, well, how could Trump have won? There's no way Americans wouldn't be sophisticated like me and, and not vote for Hillary. There must have been a reason. They never reckoned with the fact that, you know, there's a whole big country out there of people who want a chance at the American dream and just, you know, uh, fairness for the hard work. No, 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 no. It had to be something more nefarious. Facebook, Facebook ads suddenly did it in Russia. It was so lazy and so dumb from the beginning. If you told somebody 10 years ago that they would blame an election on Russians, really? Right. Yes. He's, you know, he, and then you go to the, the dossier with the pee. He had hookers peeing on the bed because that's the bed Obama slept in with his wife. That's all just made up. It's just made up. And we, and we go, okay, oh, you got us. We're moving on. Speaking of moving on, that was a long, uh, yeah, but Jerry, that essentially, you know, was the, the whole impeachment thing was an extension of the Russia thing because the impeachment was made for Russia. Schiff built the impeachment for Russia. So when that when they brought Mueller in and he had no idea what was in his report, you know, Schiff said, crap, what do we overlay this on? Give me something. And they found a, a which, bad phone call, which is a good transition by you. I want to get to that because consider this. This and, and this is I stole this from Scott Adams and, and and it's a great point. What did they impeach Trump for? He was actually impeached. And people every time I, I dump on uh, on <clears throat> Mitt Romney on Twitter, I get defenders of his. He still has supporters around, you know, at least around, all over the place. People like some people like squishes. They like uh, backstabbing traitors like Mitt Romney. I hate him. But anyway, they defend him. And I point out. He voted to impeach the president. He wanted to remove him for office for what? At worst. I mean, just take take their accusations at face value and say they had merit. He, they, and they, they said he withheld aid for political reasons, correct? Right. He was, you know, right. obviously he wanted them to investigate his <clears throat> potential opponent because, as we all know, the Biden, the Biden crime family is is corrupt. Hunter Biden was in it up to his eyeballs, and he said they should look into that. And he withheld aid. What did what did Nancy Pelosi do a month ago? What did she do? She right. withheld aid for political reasons and recently admitted it. Mm -hmm. She did it to affect the presidential election. Now. I don't know about you, like military aid for Ukraine. I don't really give a damn. It's Ukraine. It doesn't mean anything to me. The aid that Nancy Pelosi withheld, on the other hand, was aid to these restaurant owners that we've seen all over the place. That guy in Michigan who owned the, the coffee shop that was going out of business, who begged right. for aid from the federal government, begged, said they're given, you know, they could give every family $20,000. Instead, they chose to give it to the Kennedy Center and Harvard and TB12, you know, and all these connected businesses and special interests. The woman in California, Angela Marston, whose business was 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 shut down by Garcetti, and right next door, some stupid sitcom from NBC had a catering setup where they were allowed to eat and you know and, and touch each other and and and, and no, no no one cared because you know it was Hollywood, it was the movie industry, and she was a little person and was irrelevant to someone like Garcetti. I've talked to restaurateurs, gym owners, uh, and, and, and they're ruined. They're ruined. Mm -hmm. And Nancy Pelosi used them for political reasons. 
and there is no price to pay. They impeach a president because he allegedly withheld aid for political reasons to Ukraine, which who gives a damn? It's Ukraine. She withheld aid from actual Americans, yeah. businesses, owners of business, people trying to pay their bills, people trying to avoid eviction, people trying to hold on to their homes. And she said, no money for you. Orange man, bad. Screw you. I'm going to withhold this until after the election. And in that span of a month, still month plus going on, in that span, how many thousands of businesses went under? How many thousands yep. of people lost their homes, lost their, their, their cars? How many people you know, took drugs and, you know, how many people killed themselves? And we'll get to that because no, I realize true. someone like Nancy Pelosi does not care how many no. people, you know, no, it's just like that, that mall Santa who, you know, said the kid couldn't get a Nerf gun. The kid's crying and the mall Santa goes, what's wrong, buddy? Look, what's wrong? <laughs> that's right. That would be a, that's the quote from, from Nancy. What's wrong? Right. She's got a fridge full of gourmet ice cream. She's worth 300 million somehow lives in a big mansion, flies private, doesn't wear a mask, you know, gets her hair done whenever she you know, demands they open up the salon. The hell with you. She's all set. She feels no pain. She was determined to defeat the orange man. She did. So it was all worth it. I would love to know, and there's no way of knowing how many thousands of people lost their, their gyms, their small businesses, their, their whatever, their, their construction companies in that month, month and a half that she withheld the aid. How many? And because we have a corrupt media, because everyone was uh, agreed with her goal, everyone, many, many people agreed with her goal, which is get rid of Trump. There's hardly a, any any complaints at all. And Trump got impeached for no. much, much less. And that right. snake Romney voted for it. He went along with, you know, Adam Schiff and Swalwell and Pelosi and Schumer and, and Liz Warren and the rest of these just these cynical, uh, heartless, cruel people. Mitt went along with it. If you want to know why I hate Mitt, there you go. Yeah, well, and for saving the Olympics, actually, and, and whatever that was. <laughs> but um, not only that, but remember, you talked about it yesterday, too. And then you have this crack addict on, on SNL laughing at working people in New York because they want to keep their bar open. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Turtle Boy said nobody cares about Pete Davidson. Nobody, <laughs> just me. He said, I'm the only one who cares about him. Meanwhile, I'm looking at Twitter. I'm watching t uh, cable, and, and it's all anyone's talking about is Pete Davidson. Turtle Boy thinks I'm the only one who cares. We'll talk about that uh, when I have him on uh, again. But he, it's not Pete Davidson. He's symbolic mm -hmm. of Hollywood, this punk. By the way, this talentless, drug-addled punk has a job, get paid, gets paid a lot, and sits there and dumps on people who are just trying to save their business and says they're babies who, right. who, who, by the way, deny the Holocaust, which I don't quite understand why they didn't, why he would accuse them of denying the Holocaust. But anyway, that idiot, that asshole has the gall to dump on these people who just want to survive. That's the divide. And and I talked about this all week is think of that Shattuck. You're a, you're a historian. I mean, this is supposed to be an edgy, rebellious, you know, anti-establishment comedian, comedian. He's never said anything friggin' funny in his life. And he sides with the, with the lockdown uh, lunatics. He sides with Cuomo and de Blasio against people, uh, waitresses and bartenders in his own neighborhood. Yeah. Well, yes, he's essentially siding against his father. 
You know, his father was one of those guys who was actually somebody worth something, somebody who did something, somebody right. with a, a bit of honor. And this piece of crap just goes around acting, just taunting people as if he's wor- it would be something if he had any kind of talent. If he was ever funny once, it, it would there would be something to it. But this kid has no skills. He's got nothing. Like Kevin Federline is like a renaissance man compared to <laughs> this useless idiot. It's in, it's incredible. And yeah, he's a good he's a good kind of barometer of the other side and this naive. And he's a soft kid too. Just a well, the, pro- the problem with guys like him is there's it's not even a problem that he says that and has the opinion we can all have them. It's that the other side is voiceless in this, right? Like they, they're protesting and they're fighting, but they, they don't have a platform. They don't go on uh, network television on Saturday nights. You know what I mean? Like they, this, there's well, no they do. It's some, I mean, to, to be fair, the woman in L.A., Angela Marston, she made the rounds on Fox. I don't know how many of the uh, networks, the, you know, the, the, the left-wing networks uh, gave her a voice, but she was, that video went viral where she showed you the tent from the catering company doing the movie, doing the TV show, and then he showed her, her tent. That was pretty powerful. These guys have a defender in like James Woods. You know what I mean? Like there's literally nobody right. out there right. in a public front-facing way having their back with a large platform. Outside, outside of like random social media guys, you know what I mean? That's that's it, the problem. it's true. It's true that you have now all these forces working in concert. And again, it's academia, it's media, it's Hollywood, it's Silicon Valley, it's big tech, all in concert against the little guy. Right. And it's it's this great shift where the Republicans or at least Trump Trump supporters are the working class, the the little guy, the bar owner. They're all you saw that rally outside the bar. There were Trump flags along with American flags, and then you have TV and uh, movies, academia, big tech, all working with the government to to crush the little guy. They're working to help Amazon and Apple and Target and Walmart, where you know Trump is working to help Max Public House. Or the right. Pineapple Hill Grill, you know these little business people working their asses off just to survive, and 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 you've seen the numbers, you know Target and Amazon, Walmart are thriving, and that's okay with you know Joe Biden supporters. That's okay with Pelosi. That that uh, and I have the numbers right here. I just googled it. The latest restaurant numbers are incredible. Um, here it is. This is from, I believe, the New York. Uh, no, this is from Seattle Times, but this New York Times has a similar story. This came out uh, two days ago, Larry Bird's birthday. Um, more than 110,000 restaurants have closed permanently or for a long term across the country as the industry grapples with the devastating impact of the COVID 19 pandemic. That's the lead in the Seattle Times. Uh, this is a Bloomberg story. 110,000 restaurants, more than one in six nationally. This is according to the National Restaurant Association. Uh, 10,000 in October, just uh, one month, 10,000 restaurants went under. And you don't hear uh, crap about this. It's like, yeah, whatever. We're trying to keep people safe. I mean, in Massachusetts, Baker went back to phase three yesterday, said no more groups of 10 in restaurants. You can't have a group of more than six. And I saw a couple of, you know, the Ayanna Presley was tweeting that it wasn't enough. I'm going, what? 110,000 restaurants gone. 
and every you know almost every single one of them is a small business. There are a couple of chains, as we know. In a lot of these restaurants are restaurants that you know a lot of them from Boston. There's some from Central Square, but a lot of these restaurants are restaurants that were never going to go anywhere, that would always be there. And like to me, it's the China Moon in Stoneham was a restaurant near where I grew up that was always going to be there. It was sturdy. It was durable, no little overhead, and it's dead. You know, we're losing all these kind of these these marquee uh places that have been just old standards forever they can't everything's gonna fold nobody can be can afford to be open i mean people are burning their own money and one of the reasons that they're burning their own money is because and i know you're thrilled jerry that fauci has joined the biden team oh yeah no he's such an important voice jerry let me play this this is from last march this is anthony fauci and this is with jonathan carl telling us how long we're gonna have to stay in our basements essentially can you try to help us understand when will life get back to normal? When, how long does yeah. this last? You know, it's going to be a matter of, you know, several weeks to few months for sure. Well, I think it's been a few months, right? Well, that, that, that's March when he told us, do not hesitate to go on a cruise. And by the way, don't, you don't need to wear a mask. I mean, it, it's incredible. This is the foremost authority in uh, you know, infectious diseases who thought in March it was A-OK to go on a cruise. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He changes his mind every day. And I realize, you know, circumstances change. But you would think a guy, you know, the foremost expert in viruses would know that it's probably not smart to go on a cruise. Or, by the way, to hook up with a Tinder date, which is another thing he told you to go ahead and do. Um he has no idea what he's talking about, but everyone loves him because, you know, he's good on TV. And now, and, and he's, you know, 80. He turns 80 on Christmas Eve. 80. Everybody loves him. You know, had Trump said that he loved him from the beginning, then everybody would hate him. But this guy, Fauci, he does four hours of TV a day. Anybody can book him. I could get him on the Burn Barrel podcast. He is the most available guy I have ever seen. I'm serious. He's everywhere. Well, do you hear the big news, though? Shattuck is going to take the vaccine on TV, which is amazing. They must have done some incredible arm twisting to get him to appear on TV. Him and De Niro Uh, are doing it together, right? Yeah, he and De Niro. I don't even know why that's a big deal. So what? He takes the vaccine. Any 80-year-old with a brain is going to take the vaccine. It's very, very important for them. I could see a young, skinny person like Cullinane saying, no, I don't like shots. I'm good. But if you're 80, of course you're going to take the freaking vaccine. And and why does that matter if an old guy takes the vaccine on TV? I mean, who's who does that convince? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, it is uh, remarkable the the hardship that people are suffering through and the and the lack of compassion from supposed compassionate, good compassionate liberals like like Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom and Charlie Baker and the rest of these these frauds, these autocrats that do not care. You know what? If 10,000, 110,000 restaurants go out of business, you know, there'll still be uh, whatever, some chain. There'll still be a I, – I, I joked one day and said, I bet, you know, at least Applebee's will survive. But they're losing – a bunch of Applebee's have gone under too. Yeah. It's, you know – No, like, it's, it's going to be unrecognizable. I mean, restaurants can't survive this. How can they survive? It's been too long. Now you're, you know, it's not just about they're not paying the rent, but now there's they've been stiffing vendors forever. You know, they can't, you can't keep a, a payroll going for this long. It's done. You've suffocated this thing. 
the entire industry. You've suffocated them all. What level of what level of celebrity do you think you have to be to be the voice of kind of a, dis- a dissenting opinion? It, like you know, George Clooney probably owns seven restaurants that are impacted by this, but he's shitless to go out and say something right now. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it's, well, more, it's so out of touch that he doesn't know he's invested in seven restaurants and just shows all the but and it's happening a little bit, thankfully, and we're seeing it. We saw it, you know, in the last week or so. Matthew McConaughey said yep. this is bullcrap. You know, people who work for a living are being treated like third world people, and are you know anybody who tries to advocate for them is being canceled. And this is, you know, people are are dividing along class lines, and some celebrities are saying this is ridiculous. Here, we're treating poor people who struggle. Clooney's a good one. He's a you know billionaire because of whatever tequila. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave all his best friends a million bucks in cash, which is nice, but lives in Italy and sits there and says, oh, it's so great to get rid of Trump. And you're going, do you know what the hell this country's going through? Do you have any idea the kind of pain the, the working class is, is suffering through right now? And the answer, of course, is no. But if it, would you like to see him cut his hair with a Floby? He's so funny, that George Clooney. Every, it's funny. This is, like real. Italy is a Trump. Yeah, this is like a real forget. Like you cannot drive down the street right now without seeing a neighbor, a friend, their business impacted. The restaurant you go to. So to not have any backup in that situation, it's it's not like voting for Trump versus Biden, and you're scared shitless of the PR. Like I get that aspect of it. This is like this is fucking personal, you know. And that's what's sad. That's what's sad to me. That people. And, and, I mean, it's and it's permanent. You know, these restaurants they're not taking six months off. They're gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. The guys that own them, uh, women that own them, are going to have to get jobs doing something else. Again, there's always that Amazon. They're hiring. You know, they're all so all these guys who t- put their life savings, took a chance, rolled the dice. We talked to Chef Mike a couple weeks ago. Three hundred thousand dollars he has invested in a restaurant, and Charlie Becker's determined to put him out of business. And if he does, you're going to see Chef Mike working at you know UPS or working at, at Target because. He has to make a living. He lost his life savings. And guys like him, they, they can't afford to try again, even if they want to. They're just wiped out permanently. And arrogant SOBs like, you know, Ayanna Presley say, eh, you know, whatever. You know, it, it, government will take, government will send you a check. You know, yeah. you know just, just uh, get in line and, and put your palm out and we'll take, the government will give you. Know, as AOC says, just send everyone, what did she say, 2000 a month? Right. Just send yeah. everyone two thousand a month. Tell them to stay home. So She's Chef Mike will be able to get the job at UPS as long as he's got his uh, vaccination passport in order, Jerry. Right. So you it, know, is, it is a whole new economy, and it's frightening. But again, you can only complain so much because you know eighty million people voted to to go with the go with the uh, with China Joe. So we'll see how it goes once you know Trump gets everyone vaccinated. Did you see uh, Biden's plan? By the way. It's so unbelievable. Everything he says is like a friggin' cliche. It's like a, a, a fortune cookie stuff. I mean, everything he says is is just so trite and banal. I hate the word. No, banal. Jerry, it's not true. Because Casey Hunt said that we don't have to fact check a president. Finally, right. <laughs> the media told me that finally there's somebody who doesn't lie all the time. That no more fact checking is necessary. She, all done. And she said that when he refused to answer a question. She right. asked if he'd met with Mitch McConnell. She said, I'm not going to answer that. She said, isn't refreshing to a guy who to talk to a guy who doesn't lie. Joe Biden doesn't lie. The guy, you know, Mr. Corn Pop himself doesn't lie. He lied to her or he refused to answer a question. And she said, it's so refreshing. 
that that could be the most uh, the, the greatest example of just the utter uh, isn't that incredible they teach journalism jerry they teach journalism where is daniel dale in a shallow grave somewhere what about he was the up-and-coming rising star of cnn because of his fact-checking bang he's been put on ice done here's, here's biden yesterday he says today i'm announcing key covid priorities for the first 100 days of my administration you got this right this down, Chenick. Three key, three key priorities. Everyone wears a mask. Huh. Hundred million vaccinations, vaccinations, three, reopen the schools. <laughs> Let's go one by one. Everyone already wears a mask. I tweeted out the numbers. It's like ninety-seven percent of people. In fact, the places where you have the most uh cases now, like California, LA, they're all wearing masks. The mask compliance in California is like ninety-eight percent. New York, it's like 97%. Everyone's already wearing a mask. B, 100, 100 million vaccinations. Well, you know, kick, relax, Joe. Trump took care of that. We're good. He's good. He's got the ready, the rollout ready. People are already going to get the vaccinations, you know, probably, you know, 50 million before you even take office. And you just, you know, just keep the thing going. Three, reopen the schools. Who's keeping the schools closed? Right. Who's, who, do, what, who do you think the Subaru girl in Oregon, Oregon voted for? You know, it's your party who's keeping the schools closed. This is such worthless gobbledygook. Everyone wear a mask. All I ask is 100 days. Everyone's wearing masks. Everywhere they're wearing masks, people are still getting sick. But anyway. It, it, so it's so in right when you could use the fact checkers, because Biden's saying with 100 days, I believe we could seriously affect the uh, the the rate of COVID infections. And I believe, of course, in the first 100 days, it's going to go down. And as if this isn't just a like a a shell game, and the media is saying, "Oh, okay, wow, he's got a plan. He really, this is a guy with a plan. plan. It's so refreshing. He's got a plan." I gotta say though, Jerry, we did touch on it. I am excited about the uh, new uh, cabinet member, and I'm grateful to the members of my COVID team that I'd like to introduce to you now, who will lead the way. I'm really proud of this group. For Secretary of Health and Education, I nominated Javier Bacaria. You know, Javier Bashir, excuse me. <laughs> Secretary of Health, Health and, and Education. Education. So he invented a new cabinet post, and he uh, named a guy. He has no idea what his name is. He's really know. proud of Javier <laughs> Bashir. He's but, really proud uh, of all the Javiers. A, 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 anti, a, a pro-abortion radical, if ever there was one. That's the kind, I, I suppose the... He's throwing a bone to the radicals out there, the Nancy Pelosi wing of the, the you know... Uh, the pro plan parent <clears throat> planned parenthood wing that just loves this guy, but he won't, he won't pass the Senate and that'll be fun to watch. All right. Today's episode brought to you by flagship wealth with me again, Dave McDonough, Dave, uh, big retail week. We had black Friday into cyber Monday. How'd that impact the market? Well, Dave, obviously people are less apt to go out and shop, but the people that did bought more, 50% more than they did last year. It's called the conversion rate. So again, positive news on the retail front. On Monday, we had Cyber Monday, record numbers again. The consumer isn't dead. The consumer is spending, and that's a positive for the stock market. 
All right, so you can get this and a lot more information if you go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. You put out a weekly blog each and every week diving into this in detail. And what we do too, Dave, is we try to tell people what to avoid going forward. And I would say this to you, the fear of missing out trade. Don't be that person, folks. Don't go out there and invest because your neighbor is doing that or buying the hot stock. There's a lot of risk out there, Dave, and there still is. Remember, the pandemic is still here for the next three weeks, three months, excuse me, and that's here to stay. Geopolitical risk. There's a number of risks out there. Do not chase this market. You'll pay for it. Nobody says fear of missing out more than Dave McDonough. So you don't want the FOMO. Go get flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Get the captain's blog delivered to your email each and every week. Video, audio, written, all the good stuff right there. Dave McDonough, thanks for joining me, my friend. Hey, my pleasure, David. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL, financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. I want to get to one more thing on this before we got talk, uh, you know, talk some football. And it's 16-year-old Spencer Smith from uh, Brunswick, Maine. Did you hear of Spencer Smith from Brunswick, Maine? I know this isn't important to the lockdown lunatics that only want to look at the numbers and the spike in cases and in uh, the, the death per million, which is important. I'm not saying it's not, but uh, you got to have some balance here. You are, uh, as we know, lockdowns don't work. And one of the reasons they don't work, one of the reasons they backfire is the um, collateral damage. And that would be mm. the, the people whose lives are destroyed. Children who are forced to stay home for a year and sit in front of a computer or, or not sleep in front of a computer who have no human interaction, have, who don't see their friends, who don't get outside, who don't run around, who don't play sports, who don't make friends. Uh, it affects them deeply. I mean, there are kids on the on the cusp anyway. There are kids. Lots of kids are struggling emotionally, mentally anyway. And these lockdowns push them over the way, uh, over the edge, into the darkness. And it's in there's millions of cases. And uh, for the most part, the media, the mainstream media, will ignore it or downplay it because they're invested in COVID panic. They're invested in uh, the the mania that has overtaken most of the media that we have to battle the virus at all costs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you and I pay attention to these things. Spencer Smith was the 16 year old kid from, uh, from Brunswick, Maine. He killed himself uh, um, the other day. Um, And his father, his mother uh, just said he couldn't take it anymore. He he, um, was a fun loving kid, said his dad. And he was, but he was in pain. He prepared for football. He got, stronger he lifted weights he was looking forward to football they canceled football tackle football on him that was devastating now most people i'm sure if you're talking to uh, you know i don't you name the you know don lemon another guy who's making millions or you talk to pete davidson who works like 10 minutes a week and makes millions it'd say the kid's a baby why can't he just stay home and you know remote learn and suck it up well uh he's a kid and he was a kid and he was obviously struggling and the lockdown made it much, much worse. And for whatever reason, I'm sure the parents will struggle with this forever. He thought, you know, suicide was a better alternative than and living in this darkness, in this, in this uh, loneliness forever. And the, the poor kid took his own life. And I know it made the rounds on, on right wing Twitter. I know I tweeted about it. But I wonder, and and I and a reporter up in Maine did a terrific job covering it. Um, 
I'm going to get her name in a second. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, he'll be he'll be gone, buried, forgotten, moved on, and they'll and w- will it wake anyone up? Will it? Will they say, you know, this is collateral damage if we open the schools? It, first of all, we know opening the schools is just political. This is you know, this kid's death. I would say at least partially is on the hands of the teachers unions it was uh jackie mundry in maine by the way do you want to uh, you want to play this let's let's hear this what, what do you got what do you got me? which is from the news this is jackie mundry from uh news center maine. speaks to his father correct yep. Yep. Smith. good let's listen to uh jackie mundry the reporter and spencer smith's dad jay he's loved by so many that it's hard to believe he was this this depressed and he did this Last Friday, Spencer Smith left a note for his parents, writing about feeling locked in the house and growing apart from his friends. Then he took his own life. He was just 16 years old. Now, less than a week after losing his son, Jay Smith says our kids and our teenagers need better support during this pandemic, that they need to be back at school and doing extracurricular activities. The kids need their peers more than ever now. Pastor Mark Rockwood is the chaplain at the Brunswick Police Department. He responded to the call at the Smiths' home on Friday. He says he's hearing from a lot of teens in his youth group about not being able to see their friends. Some of them saying they have friends who are having dark thoughts, just like Spencer did. It's already a stressful time for many of them. And now when they don't have the ability to have that social interaction with one another, that puts more added stress on them. According to it's just it's awful. It, it is so awful, and it's just it makes it worse when I and I tweeted it this 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 a hole John Berman on CNN. He went on this mm-hmm. uh, rant about people who are uh, against lockdowns, and you know you just have to you can't be selfish. You have to just do it. It's <laughs> what it takes. And I'm thinking, do you have any idea how this affects people? You know, some people, not everybody, because yeah. unlike unlike you, you blow dried brainless piece of they, they're not all cash in a big paycheck they don't all go to work every day they don't all you know keep their you know 401k there's real damage real pain and these people these these assholes like pete davidson and john berman and don lemon don't care it's like yeah it happens and they focus on the death of 85 year olds who if in in my experience you know the greatest generation they would say you know save the kids they would say save the country you know, we will be okay, you know, rather than saying you have to shut down every segment and destroy, voluntarily destroy the greatest economy in the world. Just voluntarily destroy it in the name of protecting yeah. the elderly when, when in fact, you can do both. You could protect the elderly and Spencer Smith could still be in school. He could still be playing football. He could still be with his friends and still be alive. It's yeah. amazing. We just say, you know what? This thing is really, really bad. And look at the numbers. There's 2,020, you know, 2,247 more cases today. Um, let's shut it all down. And if Spencer Smith dies, eh, he's just collateral damage. Yeah. So for our newspaper, we talk about every two weeks to health officials in Middlesex County in Massachusetts. And we're talking to them tomorrow, as a matter of fact, from um, various hospitals. And they've their their new problem, the new crisis they have now are mental health uh, issues. You know, they said that there's self-harm. Kids are hurting themselves from age six and up, generally. Kids are hurting themselves, cutting themselves, trying to kill themselves. Um, and 
also people are having nervous breakdowns in most of it's young people and they're just checking themselves into hospitals and hospitals aren't uh, hospitals aren't psych wards they're not set up for this so now these beds are being taken up by these by these kids who are in you know undergoing these mental breakdowns it's incredible it's incredible and unfortunately one of the problems is, is in the household you've got parents who are scared to death of the disease as well so up the street from me we've got uh, the family up the street was playing croquet um, last week in their yard, and all of them had masks on. Mom, dad, you know, little Jimmy and little Sally had little masks on. It's like, what are you do? Why are you scaring the hell out of your kids in your own yard playing croquet? You know, you have the mask on because you could kill us, Johnny, just so you know that. Good night. Have a good sleep now. Hi. It's, it's ridiculous. And I can't Hi. imagine if you're somebody who has an only child and you're really not letting them play with anybody. I've got four little ones, and they play illegally with the neighbors next door. <laughs> And so they're not really like they've got to play. They get to play and they get little injuries and they they're having fun and they have Nerf guns and all that stuff. But if you have an only child or you've cloistered your kid alone, I can't imagine the damage that you've done. Nobody. It, 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 it's child abuse. It is absolute child abuse. And and we've talked about, you know, restaurant owners and, and, and bar owners and gym owners who are ruined their life savings. And by the way, their children, their families are affected as well. So it's, there's a lot of victims here, but when you think of keeping a kid home from school and taking away his social life and taking away his, his sports and all interaction and just saying, eh, it's what it takes. You know, we care, we care about the elder. Here's uh, the numbers, by the way, we go over the numbers a lot. Um, would you care to guess where the state of Maine ranks in the United States in death per 1 million? Uh, the most there. important barometer with the most important uh, barometer. bottom 10%. That would be number 50, number oh. 50 in the United States. It's one of the lowest, I'd say. They have had 239 total deaths. Um. The population, 1.3 million, 239 total deaths. And I'm going to just guess, I don't have the number in front of me, the average age, 80 something. And 16 year old Spencer Smith couldn't go to school couldn't play football, couldn't see his friends because 239 Mainers in the last 10 months died with the coronavirus. And again, I'm going to guess the average age was 80, average comorbidities, two or three more, you know, people. And if there were no virus, many of those 239 would have passed away for other reasons. That's how it works. I'm going to guess the total number under 40 would be 10, 12, I'll get you the numbers. I will, I will. But uh, the idea that you destroy the heart, the soul, the psyche of a child because 239 old folks would die with coronavirus in 10 months right. in your state is utter madness. We have, we've just abandoned kids like, like Spencer Smith and just said, who cares? You know, you're, you don't matter to us. We, we've lost our minds. We've lost our freaking minds. Right. And at the end of the day, we've taken all these measures. We've suicided our businesses, our lifestyles, our livelihoods, the mental health of the kids, if not the adults as well. And we don't know why this virus acts like it does. We don't know. We don't know why, for instance, Florida is having a, a small, a lower infection rate than the rest of the country. We don't know why it hit part of the country before. And now it's hitting a different part. And now cases are up here, but they're not up there. We think we know. We think we have an idea, but we didn't see this coming. We played the Fauci audio. He said this virus will be around for a few weeks, if not a few couple of months, and then it's going away. But no, 
That didn't happen. We don't know. What we do know for sure is that if you suicide the economy, there will be human casualties. And, you know, for, for generations, as a matter of fact, that we know for sure. But we've just thrown out what we've known for sure because it's more fashionable to overreact to what we don't know for sure, which is the coronavirus. And Fauci even mentioned that himself. He likes the idea of overreacting, he said, because overreacting means that and Fauci, Fauci doesn't care about people like Spencer Smith. He doesn't care about drug overdoses, unemployment, alcoholism, domestic violence. All this stuff is irrelevant. He's an epidemiologist. He just says, oh, look at the numbers and let's see the spike here. And, this, and, and that's fine. He has a place at the table. But the idea that a guy like that makes the decisions when someone like Spencer Smith, when when millions of children are irrelevant to him, he doesn't care about you know kids suddenly stuck at home saying you know what maybe I'll uh, you know try you know uh, maybe I'll drink some beer, smoke some weed, and go from there, see how it goes. I mean, they said uh, Spencer Smith's father said he just let himself go. He was in good shape. Mm-hmm. thing working out ready for football and once they cancel football he just let he didn't even ride his bike anymore he said all he wanted to do was sleep and hang around at, you know alone at home and it spiraled downward obviously and he ended his life and he's one of tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of kids lives who've been destroyed some permanently immeasurably because they're just you know this for, these forgotten right. victims. They're forgotten politically. There wasn't right. they weren't very useful. So Which is why we need shutting down schools and every, still to this day you have teachers unions. These 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 awful human beings. These teachers unions people saying, "No, nah, we're not going back." And by the way, you know what Biden's plan to open the schools up includes money for the teachers unions. More money. He says we need more money. We need more money to open up the schools. I'm thinking more money. They've gotten money for nothing for nine months. I think they've gotten enough money. I think it's now the time to go back and earn that money. But no, Biden needs to pay off his most important constituents. But uh, all right, we got to move on here. I want to talk about Shea Concrete before we talk a little football. And I know Shattuck loves talking football. But before we do that, let me tell you about Shea, what Shea could do for you. Shea can build you a building, a precast concrete building. If you're looking at this kind of thing, this is the choice for you. Shea's precast concrete buildings. They partner with Easy Set Worldwide and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal, they do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build you a building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today. 
or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. I, I got a question for you, Shattuck, as a football expert and Colin Ain, as a moron that he is. Uh, a matter of minutes before last night's football game, another, another I wouldn't say entertaining, but another football game, Tuesday night football. We had Monday afternoon football. We got Tuesday night football, Thursday night football, tomorrow night, the Patriots and Rams. I love it. Every night you get a football game. You don't get any fans. You don't get, uh, you know, this, this quite the same effect as, uh, in, you know, pre-COVID, but it's football and I enjoy it. So last night, one of the big themes was Des Bryant returning to play for the Ravens against the Cowboys, beat up on his old team. He was in warm-ups. He was running around, ready to go. They pulled him aside. They said, sorry, bub, no football for you. You tested positive. Now, that's like the first time that I remember someone getting yanked off the field with a positive test, and he immediately started tweeting that uh, he was giving up. He was thinking of quitting, and he, then he started drinking on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and doing like toasts and asking people to drink with him and people on Twitter. Oh, he's, he's, he's a rational dude. Like he's not, he's not a crazy person. Like right, this is Anthony uh, Antonio Brown. We're talking about. Yeah, exactly. But he was crushed and I don't blame him. He's getting ready to play his old team. Um, and they pull him off the field and say, no. And I mean, you probably never get to play the Cowboys again. And maybe he'll, he's 32 years old now. He might you know, go through with his, uh, his, his threat to quit. Right. Um, um, we'll find out maybe today whether he's serious about it. And if he is, I mean, he's got a quarantine anyway, but how exactly, and I, maybe this was addressed in the broadcast. I was, you know, in and out. How exactly is he the only one? Because we saw what happened like in Denver, one quarterback test positive. The other three were in the room with him. So they couldn't play. They had to sit out for a week. How does how did the rest of the Ravens get away with playing if their teammate who was with them, like in the locker room on warm-ups, probably, you know, in the training room, in the weight room, in the bathroom, they were with them, right? Why do they all get to play, but he didn't? <laughs> Isn't that against all the things that we've been learning and hearing that the NFL was planning to do? Well, I mean, what would the look have been if they just canceled the game on the spot, though, I guess? Well, I mean, I thought what they would do is like maybe and when you first heard it, you said, whoa, this is big. It was a, one of those you know, Twitter bombs from, uh, I think, from Schefter. And you're saying they're going to yank. He would seen on the field before the game hugging and shaking hands with several Cowboys players Ooh. and coaches. So he greeted all his former coaches, former teammates on the field, hugged them, and they all got to play, and he didn't. It's strange, and now I guess we'll see. It, if, how does it make sense, though? The Jets had to, you know, send everybody home, you know, when one of somebody had COVID, right, just for hanging out? I guess we'll see today. What happens if – we find out that he was the super spreader, you know, and half the Ravens and half the Cowboys all get the virus, but it doesn't matter. You know, there, there is, as we talked about yesterday, the media um, made a big deal about all the people who've been infected by uh, around Trump, not by Trump, but around Trump. And the list is like 30 of them, you know, uh, you know, again, Kelly, uh, Kaylee McEnany and Mark Meadows and Melania Trump and Baron Trump and everybody around Trump has gotten it. And they're all fine. They're all fine. None was born. My man, Chris later. Christie, Jerry, who is, uh, who I like very who's a, much. Who's an example, a hero to you. Yes, he is. I like that. That's a good trend. Chris Christie, good going. Even, even Rudy's got it. Is kind of a fat. 
And Ru- Rudy's, I don't know if he's fat, but he's not healthy looking and he's no. 76 and Rudy's tweeting already that he's fine. So if all these people, including fat people and old people and sickly people, and if they're all fine, I mean, at some point you have to say, yeah, so they got the virus. So what? See you in a week, right? See you in a week. And if the Ravens or Cowboys get it, you just say, mm, you know, you got, you got backups. They play, you sit out, especially if you're the Cowboys and you're not going anywhere, you take a week off, we'll see you in a week. It's not that big a deal, especially when you're young and in great shape. I mean, nobody, people aren't, you know, I shouldn't say people aren't dying. Lots of people are dying. Yep. Lots of old folks are dying. Lots of obese people are dying, but nobody in the NFL is dying. Nobody, you know, in uh, professional sports is dying. Um, did they take anybody else out of the game last night? I didn't see. No. I didn't see if they did. Are you to, so, I didn't mention it. I didn't, isn't that NFL protocol to once somebody tests positives, they go into like deep dive contra- contact tracing mode. And I would assume that if you're going to go through that process of contact tracing, you would say to yourself, okay, he hugged X on the field. That guy's out. You know, there's like, got to be some kind of wink, wink. Thing when you get close to game time and they're like, we're not doing any more of this right now. <laughs> we're not. We're starting a game here. We can't. We can't do any more of this. But my man Chris Christie, um, I think this is. Um, I mean, what an affirmation, by the way, that uh, you know the anti-fat movement led by Jerry Callahan uh, has been thwarted finally. I think Christie should wear the baseball uniform again that he looked so good on, good in a few oh, years. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, he's he's in the outs though. He he was he wants Trump to concede, right? He's no longer in the inner circle. Trump's doesn't care about him anymore, but. Rudy should be out soon, and then you're going to say, geez, if that guy can beat it, if that sickly old bastard could beat it, you know, there's, there's hope for us all. But um, And um, I, 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 we'll find out today. We'll find out today if uh, other – or today or the next couple of days if other Ravens – if it turns out that everybody he hugged got sick, won't that be wild? Yeah. And by the way – And they did nothing about it. You know, they, they knew it was probably going to happen. They did nothing. I'm looking at a story. You can get John Harbaugh talked about it on NFL.com. They they have Harbaugh uh, going through the timeline of when he tested positive, when they yanked him off the field. It obviously didn't matter. If you saw the game, the Cowboys are pathetic. The Ravens ran for almost 300 yards, just just had their way with the pathetic Cowboy defense. It's always fun, even in – even after years of them sucking, it's kind of fun to watch the Cowboys struggle and see Jerry Jones and, and other, you know, people watch the Cowboys just, just suck. Jerry Jones uh, is a good man, Jerry. Is he? Good Republican, good man. I don't really have a big problem with him, but I don't can't say I've ever spent one day in my life rooting for the Cowboys, you know, just something you don't do. You grow up hating the Cowboys and they kept, you never quite, you never quite. Uh, I like the Romo T.O. year. T.O. season. That was an exciting season. No, it wasn't T.O. Yeah, it was T.O. T.O., yes. It's uh, funny, Jerry, how when I start, if when I attempt to really talk football, yes. how it takes the oxygen out of the room. <laughs> yeah. You like that season. Just, just talk about how much you like Ro- Romo and play-by-play. That's all you need to do. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll find out how uh, uh, if Des Bryant was a super spreader. Um, boy, we had so much to, to get to yesterday and, uh, you weren't here, but, uh, there was a quarterback for the, uh, UNLV team, the running rebels, the quarterback, he was caught eating sushi off a naked girl on the show below deck. He did it for a TV show. That's my show, by the way. That's one of my, that's one of my top shows. Yeah. You like that? 
Yep. I saw them once filming it. I saw the boat they were on in uh, St. Martin. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yes. This really? is in, in Antigua. Yes. Where I went on my honeymoon. Yeah. Go on. I went on my honeymoon to Antigua. Oh, look at that. Isn't that <laughs> Where did you stay? My, I think the hotel we stayed in got destroyed by a hurricane. But uh, We did the dumb sandals route. It was easy. You know? Really? Um, Michael Scott's sandals. Yeah. Wow. Yes. It was a little, uh, a few years after we did, but uh, we were in the same place, and I can't wait to go back someday. But yes. you know, he ate sushi off a naked girl's body, and he got in trouble, and I had to apologize for it. And I would rank that number one on the list of uh, insincere <laughs> apologies of all time. Yes. Uh, I would put that Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf was number one because he read it off a piece of paper, crumbled up and threw it in the locker. Remember that? Yeah. That was the least sincere apology ever. But this guy <laughs> apologizing for eating sushi off a naked girl's body. That would be, I, I don't think he really meant it. It was, it, his name wasn't even on the show. Like it, it was just a group of rich, I mean, that's the premise of the free, but just a group of rich people on a boat. And you never knew that there was a star quarterback from UNLV on, on there. And I guess obviously his face was on there. He didn't even talk for Christ's sake. So it's, it's just so irrelevant. It's just, and so it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't affect him anyway. Did, no. did he, did he violate any uh, UNL uh, uh, NCAA rules when he did that? He did not. No. Uh, and I don't think uh, I don't think there's a lot of public shaming for a guy that ate sushi off a naked girl. Max Gilliam is his name. Max Gilliam had to apologize, and uh, he did it. I think he did it on Twitter too. A long apology is not is not who I am. <laughs> and most of the reaction I saw on Twitter is like, "Oh, I hate sushi. That's gross." Sushi's wonderful. I have no problem with the guy doing that. Sushi's yeah, wonderful. You're, you're, wait, wait, what's the harm? What it, is that a bad? Yeah, I've heard of it before doing that, but is it is it immoral to eat sushi? He said, I would like to apologize for my poor judgment. Um, so I guess it was poor judgment. Um, while on the TV show Below Deck, and I acknowledge that I've made a mistake that I will learn from. Well, it was not my idea nor any of my friend's idea to eat sushi <laughs> off a model. No. I should have exercised better judgment and declined the idea immediately when it was brought up to the producer by the producers. This is not a reflection on my character or the way I was raised, nor a, re a reflection on the culture of UNLV football. I would like to humbly move past this and focus my time and energy on our game against University of Hawaii this weekend. Thank you. Max Gilliam. He should apologize for being an asshole just in the sense of like allowing like it's just stupid. Like would you ever be comfortable in that situation doing that with just a human being like just laying sure. on the table? Really? That's not as if he was you know blowing lines No, I'm just talking about like friends just having a good time, a few drinks, eating some sushi. Yeah. Unless they knew that she was very well compensated for lying what? naked with what? sushi what? on top of her body, then I would yeah, I would Damn, she wasn't handcuffed to the radiator of quite <laughs> Yes, I know. I'm just saying. It's just I don't know. Sorry, I don't. I don't like. I feels uh, like we're belittling. Wow, it's like you're Alan Alda over here. It's not right. Yeah, not right. I mean, did you get to see? You see nudity on Below Deck? Oh, no, you don't know. That's Bravo. This is real. This is uh, PC reality TV. There was nothing. It was at least he wasn't doing lines off a 14 year old goes naked ass like Hunter that Biden. Never happened. That could Ooh. never happen. And I can't um, even remember. That probably took up 15 seconds of the show. So does a woman lie on her stomach or her back? On her back, on her back. Yes, and so then off her, uh, you know, breasts. Where? Where's the sushi? Where's well, the wasabi? She's, like, she's probably got tape on her nipples, right? Like that has to be. Where's it. the wasabi? And where is the soy sauce? <laughs> Guys, I, I'm telling you, I just I don't have all the answers for this. <laughs> like I said, it's not a situation that I'm personally comfortable with. So, 
Do they have the chef there flipping the stuff, you know, like they're doing the Japanese restaurant? <laughs> not, not on that. Not yeah. on that one. Uh, I don't know, but I'm rooting for Max Gilliam. I think uh, I don't think this was uh, a real lack of judgment. He's a college kid having a good time. She's a willing adult, right? A consenting adult. Yes. Not like a child, like with Hunter Biden. But uh, anyway, good luck to Max Gilliam. And you already played the game, right? Because it happened yeah. a week ago. Um, but uh, good job, Max Gilliam. I would, I would uh, absolutely. I like sushi. I'm with, I'm with. I'm surprised you like it. Um, you like it with like maple syrup on it, right, Shattuck? You know, big oh, guys like you, full figured individuals like you aren't correct. usually big sushi eaters. Correct, Chris Christie and I enjoy. We love sushi, despite <laughs> it being healthy. I love sushi. It's beautiful. Unfortunately, all the sushi rest- sushi restaurants in Boston are going out of business. So that's true. That's good, you know, because uh, you can always buy the sushi at. Uh, at Walmart or order it on Amazon. <laughs> that's the, that's our future. You like sushi, you know, call Amazon. They'll have it to you the next day. But anyway, all right, Shattuck, that is Tom Shattuck, host of the burn barrel podcast and editor of the Lowell sun and all around, uh, astute political analyst and football guy too. Yes. Really, really, really smart. Are you getting, in a, you have two boys. I have three. Three, Three boys. Are any of them getting guns for Christmas? Because I really recommend they. Have, you know, you can get a good deal on an AR-15 before uh, you know Biden takes office and bans them. You could probably get a good deal. It's, it's it's funny you say that because up the street is New Hampshire and they're they're all sold out of all the good guns. But I'll uh, yeah, I'll get them crossbows or something. The baby steps. Yeah, that's all BB guns. You can get BB guns. We've got one. For, we've got for BB. Oh, you do? If the teacher sees them on the Zoom call, though, the kid can be, like, kicked out of school. If she sees the BB gun, you've, you've seen those stories. So be careful with that. Be careful. But we will talk to you again before uh, uh, before Christmas. And uh, thank you to Shea Concrete and Ally Paving. And thanks to DCU and Flagship. And thanks to everybody for listening and subscribing. That's the most important thing. You must subscribe and tell a friend. Anything else today, Colin? What did we miss? Well, I thought you were going to go to this when you brought up that last story, but I just want to say asshole of the week because I think we're getting so far in the week we won't cover it. The Vancouver Canucks owner who fired the anthem uh, singer because he attended a uh, a rally against the lockdown. Definitely the asshole of the week. That is amazing. He just attended a rally, correct? He's against lockdowns. He's in favor of small business. He's in not in favor. He does not want to destroy the economy. He probably went there and saw him there and fired him. Yeah. No, he didn't. And and he publicly shamed the guy, too. He he tweeted at him. What was his exact tweet? It was, uh, I'd have to pull it up. It was just something like, what you know, uh, former. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. A snarky asshole. Former Canucks anthem singer. Uh, And then hashtag wear a mask. That's the owner of the Canucks tweeted that at the anthem singer. It's ridiculous. This is the new great divide. Those are favor of the lockdown and in favor of destroying the economy. And those who uh, want to save people like Angela Marsden or like Spencer Smith. I mean, there's real human victims out there and these lockdown lunatics just don't care. But I'm sure we'll be getting into that uh, again tomorrow and again every other day until this thing, you know, until Biden takes office and solves it all and fixes it all. But uh, Hey, Jerry, I've got good news for us, by the way. What's that? Oh, my goodness. Naked sushi is a thing, and it's available in Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, good, good. And we can confirm by a commenter that the woman in this specific incident did have uh, pasties covering her private. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. So thank we're goodness. we're safe. There's really no reason to apologize. Naked no, sushi is a thing in Massachusetts even now yeah. during COVID. Uh, I don't I think, know. I think it's step three, phase four. Charlie Baker said no more naked sushi. <laughs> so we're out of luck. But. 
Interesting. Well, maybe this is a fellow I'm looking at here. So uh, maybe yeah. I've gone into an area here. Could they have like naked, you know, mashed potatoes with gravy or, you know, naked fried chicken? What's the, you know, so we want sushi. But anyway, maybe we'll do that. We'll have an outing with this all. Yes. You realize the last time we had an outing was the night before the lockdown in March. That's we, had the, we had a little party for a pizza party for the, uh, the last Democrat debate at Legacy Club. The next day, the world ended. The next day, everything closed. And it's since then, you know, no one has uh, quite recovered. Maybe someday, but certainly not yet. But anyway, thanks to everybody for listening. I appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.